In today's show, we're looking ahead to Sunday, the end of week 24. I think it's week 24. Anyway, the end of this week. <sighs> Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we look at Sunday. There are 13 games on. You're going to have to be nimble. There are going to be interesting scratches and sits and weird stuff going on. It's the last day for a lot of your seasons. And you're going to have to make cuts on guys. As soon as someone's ruled out, you move on. And there's going to be big opportunities opening up for players that you've never heard of. Shout out to Jeanathan Williams Jr., who is now a two-way guy for Portland. I think that's his name. Hope that's his name, because that's what I'm calling him. But there are some weird situations that are developing. It's going to be happening all day uh, throughout the day before we head into that um, that day's worth of games. So you've got to be ready to adapt and to adjust and just you know make changes. I guess is is the way that I'll address that. Like don't you can't be afraid to drop guys. And even if you head into next week, making that decision of how do I get the best out of it. It's a guy that's carried you through as your seventh best player, but he plays one quality game next week. Maybe you want to get someone else in who's actually going to provide more value. And that is again the tough thing about playing um, at this point in the year is trying to make those sort of decisions. So we're going to look here at Sunday um, and who we can stream in for points leagues and certain categories and, and what things we need to pay attention to. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. Let's look at Yahoo Points Leagues. What are we streaming? And these guys are available in over 40% of leagues. So they're still around in quite a lot of spots. I think Marvin Bagley, yes, there was a bad game for him two games ago, but they are still, for God knows what reason, pumping minutes and usage into him and letting him run a lot of stuff. So Bagley is a big option for us. So we look at him as a, as a pretty strong ad, I think, for Sunday. In Yahoo Points Leagues, there are other guys. Yeah, he's got a strong, strong week next week as well with games on Wednesday um, and Friday, which Wednesday is a great day to play and Friday's not terrible, but he's going to play quite a bit. Mark Williams in Charlotte. There's an interesting situation here in Charlotte with last game, PJ Washington left early. So the situation with them sitting their centers one out of every three games didn't happen. Kai Jones played because he played at the backup four. PJ is listed questionable. I, like, I know the Hornets and the way they list guys. Like they're listing Kelly Oubre questionable again for the fourth consecutive game. They're listing Gordon Haywood doubtful again for the third consecutive game. Like these guys, I don't think are going to play. I don't think Washington's going to play. So I think that means that JT Thor or Kai Jones starts at the four, meaning that I think Mark Williams and Nick Richards play every game at center. But I don't know because they are deliberately misleading us. For what reason? I have no idea. Dennis Smith has been questionable the last two games, but hasn't played. Is he going to play? I don't know. I cannot trust a single thing they do. But I still think that Mark Williams, he was on track to start this game anyway. And it only gets better if PJ Washington is out. So we do look at him. 
Shaden Sharp is a great one. He's going to play tons of minutes. They are bringing randoms in like Skylar Mays, and they brought in Jonathan Williams, as I said. Um, they waived Archer Jackano. They signed Shaq Harrison, but Sharp's going to get it all. Karis Levert, boost for him if Jared Allen is out, but anyway, still worth looking at as a stream in a points league. Killian Hayes is getting lots of minutes, even though Corey Joseph's playing. We're still getting good stuff out of Hayes, enough to use. Horton Tucker's going to get great opportunities. I don't know whether Larry Markkinen's going to play. They're going to do the thing where they keep listing him questionable, I guess. Markkinen has played two games out of his last seven. So you would think the likelihood of him playing is relatively low, but I don't know that. You've got um, Denny Abdia who I think is going to have a pretty strong role. Porzingis is out again with an illness. I don't know whether that means Porzingis is out for the season or not, but he's missed Friday's game and Sunday's game, so Avdi's value goes up, even though he was stinking last game. And then in Indiana, we're in the same fake questionable situation with um, Miles Turner. Fake, 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 fake. Turner's missed the last four games. He's questionable again for Sunday. I don't believe he's going to play. I don't believe Halliburton's going to play, but they keep listing these guys as questionable. I think Jalen Smith's a pretty good stream option. They're starting him for God knows what reason when he's clearly inferior to Isaiah Jackson, but they started him last game. Actually, they're alternating those guys starting, so maybe we go back to Jackson in this game, but it doesn't really matter because as long as Turner is out, both guys are going to play and both guys are going to have use, and Smith is a better points league player. Might as well drop his um, sound drop. For an ESPN points league, these guys are all available in over 70% of ESPN leagues. So again, these numbers show you how inactive ESPN is. So when you go and say, oh, look, this guy's available in 50% of ESPN leagues, it doesn't matter because I reckon 60% of them are inactive, maybe 70, maybe. Because there's no way that Shaden Sharp, or maybe not Shaden Sharp, but we'll talk about some of these names anyway. Mark Williams is available in ESPN. Um, yeah, we add him. We talked about Bagley. We talked about Sharp, who's available 40% on Yahoo, but like 70% on ESPN. I think 60%, uh, so 80% actually for Sharp on ESPN. DeLon Wright, I think he's a really good stream. Monte Morris is questionable. With Beal out, with Kuzma out, Morris is going to, or Wright is going to play a lot regardless of Morris' status. Killian Hayes is there. Xavier T. Illman is a pretty good stream option as well. Drew Eubanks is 4% rostered in ESPN. I, I know that he doesn't blow us away, but he is a strong stream. And then Austin Reeves is still available in tons of ESPN leagues. And he really shouldn't be. So Mark Williams, Marvin Bagley, Shaden Sharp, Dylan Wright, Killian Hayes, Xavier T. Illman, Drew Eubanks, and Austin Reeves are all available in widely, widely across on ESPN. And these guys should be rostered. And they're pretty good streams for Sunday. Again, Sunday's got 13 games on there. So you need to work out whether you're dropping somebody who's your 10th guy. Are these guys going to outperform them? It's quite possible. Plus, you've got the lengthy injury report of guys who might be sitting anyway, and then you've got those doubtful slash questionable marks of like an Ubre, a Haywood, a Smith, um, Washington, Turner, Pazingas is out, like Morris, all these guys who probably are going to sit. We just don't know, and it's frustrating that we can't get um, advance notice on that, but that is that is how it goes. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not daily fantasy that you've seen in the past. It's not salary caps. It's not lineups. It's not thousands of different people. It's player projections. So you might see Dylan Wright with one and a half steals, and you go, "Mate, Monte's out. Let's go. Four, let's go more. Way more. Let's pump it up. Let's go to Denny Avdia and six and a half rebounds. Like, ah, he's going to play a lot. Let's go up. And you go between two to six of those. Put him into a lineup. And you can win up to twenty-five times your entry fee back. It's easy. You can do it in under sixty seconds. You can do it in over thirty U.S. states. You can do it throughout the majority of Canada, and you can do it for lots of sports: NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, European basketball, PGA, NASCAR, boxing, MMA, cricket, 
and of course, disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. The first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's look at category leagues now. Who are we streaming in in category leagues for each individual category? We're looking at guys available in 50% plus of Yahoo leagues. In Charlotte, we look at Svima Hailuk. Um, Yeah, look, he has been pretty good. And I don't expect that Ubre plays or Haywood plays or the man that the man of no updates, Cody Martin. Remember him? Yeah. Thanks, Charlotte. Lots of updates on him. Um, I don't expect any of these guys to play. So Mahailuk's going to play and play 30 minutes. Maybe it's book night, but it has been my high look most of this time. And I think he's worth worth having a crack at. In Indiana, similarly, with Halliburton out, Heald playing limited minutes, Jordan War is starting, and he's going to score. He's made 30 minutes in four consecutive games, Nora. It's enough for me. I'm in. Mark Williams. That might be a 15-point guy, but it's 15 points. Oh, well, hi, Mark. And if PJ, Was- PJ Washington's out, it does help him, I think because it means that Washington could be a higher usage player, and they might just feed Mark a little bit more. So I do like it. Taylor Horton Tucker is playing a lot of minutes at the moment. No Clarkson, no Sexton, probably no Markinen. He's going to get lots of opportunities. He's going to be inefficient, but we saw him drop 40 the other day. Johnny Kaminga is going to start, I would guess, for the Warriors. He's been pretty up and down with playing time, but 31 and 27 minutes the last two games, 16 and 15, the two prior. But when he starts, he does play more. He can be an okay scorer. He can be a double-digit scorer. You've got KJ Martin, who's been just rock solid. Really, just like 14, 15, 16 every night. He's available in lots of spots. Yes, there can be issues with his game at times, but 33, 34, 35 minutes the last three games. Houston's showing no signs of limiting these players. They're just going to play him out, and that's great for us. Malik Monk is getting some good run at the moment. The Kings have got the most ridiculous schedule you'll ever see here. The last three games have been Portland, Portland, and now they play the Spurs. So we're going to see limited minutes for Monk and for Sabonis. So you're going to probably see more for Monk. I don't know that for sure, because they could limit him, but... He's played 27, 22, 25 the last three games and taken on more usage with those other guys sitting down. So there's an opportunity for Monk. And then in Portland, it's Trenton Watford, who did return. He is probable. They did play him only 22 minutes last game, but I think he can play a little bit more, get some more action in there, and hopefully be able to do a little bit more for us. Um, interesting, they have upgraded, or no, they have listed Cam Reddish as questionable. I honestly don't think Cam Reddish plays again this season with his back issue, but We'll find out, won't we? So Cam Reddish is listed questionable there, but Watford's a pretty good point streamer. For threes, we look at Svima Hailuk. We do look at Corey Kismet, who is a good point streamer as well. He was great last game with Porzingis out, and I think there's a good opportunity for him again. So he probably should have been on the point stream list, but Kismet's a good option. The Duck Luke Kennard is getting tons of opportunity in Memphis. This is the first team that's really ever seemed to have used Luke Kennard properly. The Pistons squandered it. The Clippers didn't really know how to use him, but the Grizzlies are leaning in here. 33 minutes each of the last two games. Now, they, they were weird. Bain missed that, one of those games, in Jackson. And then the next game, they played Jara only 26 minutes and Jaron Jackson only 26 minutes in a win over the Clippers. So that was weird, but they could get weird down the stretch here. And Canard's going to get 23 minimum. Might get 28. Could hit 20 points. Could he? Well, he's going to hit threes. He's a good option. Quentin Grimes is getting quite a bit of playing time at the moment. This briefcase and this haircut. He is the guy they're giving the minutes to, not Obi Toppin. Toppin started last game, played 19 minutes as a starter, played 17 the game before. There might be games where they go more to Toppin, but unbelievably, modern coaching legend, forward-thinking legend, Tom Thibodeau, is playing small ball. Now, he's never 
in, in the, throughout the season, he's like, never will I play a minute without either um, Hartenstein, Robinson, or Sims on the, on the court. We need a lowest usage possible big man at center. But he's got no problem playing shooting guards at power forward, apparently, with Barrett and Hart getting those minutes, which means more for Grimes, who's on a huge hot streak. 30-plus minutes in three consecutive games for, for Grimes, I think. Yeah, 38, 38, sorry. Minimum 36 minutes for him over the last four games. He's going to play a big role, and he's a good three-point option. Isaiah Joe, there'll be bad games for sure, but he's going to get 25 minutes, and he can hit three threes like, just simply. Look, it's so easy. Devontae Graham and the Spurs, well, the Spurs are going to do dickish stuff. They've already ruled out um, Devin Vassell. They've ruled out um, Jeremy Sohan. I don't think Vassell or Sohan are playing again this season. Keldon Johnson's doubtful. Trey Jones isn't on the injury report, um, nor is Zach Collins, but Graham's going to get his 24-25 minutes, and all he does is shoot threes. Jordan Wara is going to hit multiple threes. And then Oshai Baji, with the assumption that Larry Markinen's out as well, that boosts his usage in his threes. He's a three to four triple guy most nights. So some pretty good value in the three-pointers category. For rebounds, we go to a lot of names we mentioned already. Mark Williams, Marvin Bagley, pretty good options there. And then we go to the two Jalens. Jalen Duran, the passport legend. And Sticks. I think I played the wrong soundbite for Jalen Smith before, and I am deeply apologetic. This is Jalen Smith. Both of those guys are pretty good rebound options, even if Smith backs up Jackson or Duran backs up Wiseman, which will almost definitely happen. Isaiah Hartenstein's been getting more minutes than Mitchell Robinson. Very interesting development. He was a guy that I thought at the start of the season, this guy's a better player than Mitchell Robinson. And then he looked terrible and I looked stupid for saying that. And I said, all right, he's not. But now Tom Thibodeau seems to believe that Hartenstein is better than Robinson. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But Hartenstein looks 100 times better than he looked to begin the season and he's getting minutes to um, uh, back that up. Denny Avdia. Double double upside play here with Porzingis out. Andre Drummond, double digit rebound, upside as well. And Xavier Tillman, who is getting 30 minutes a night after playing like under 20 for a stretch of time. For assists, this is where it always gets tough. But on Sunday, there are options. Killian Hayes, Karis Levert, Andrew Nampard, they're all seven assist upside players. Maybe eight. Maybe double digits in the case of Hayes. Horton Tucker, yeah, six or seven. TJ McConnell, now they've been playing TJ like 21, 20 minutes a night. Then last game they played him 30, which made me go, what are you doing? Why didn't that happen every night? But that's a nine assist upside player. Dillon Wright's a six assist upside player. Corey Joseph's a five guy. And Rubio's a five. So while it has been really tough to find assist guys on the waiver wire, there's actually quite a few decent options for Sunday. Amazingly. Don't know why it's happened, but it, but it has. That's where we're at with it. We'll get to steals in a second, but today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and I hope that one of the people that listened to this podcast was one of the winners of the Built March Madness thing, and you got that delivery, this year-long subscription to Built Bar. If you did win it, or when you do hear about it, please let me know. I'd love to know, because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You're going to love getting those Built Bars delivered to your door every day. Not every day, every month. But you're going to be able to eat them every day because they are unbelievable. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low in calories. They're high in protein. They're low in fat. They're low in sugar. So when you come back from a workout, whether that's a ride, a run, a walk, a weight session, getting that protein is so important for your recovery and also helping your body sculpting and weight loss journey. These taste unbelievable and you can use them just as a healthy treat as well. Instead of gouging on a high calorie candy bar, grab yourself a Built Bar. So go to Built.com or you can go to Walmart or you can go to Sam's Club and they're on the shelf there as well. Hopefully you won the free box, but if you didn't, go buy some. Built.com. Built Bar is the... Built? No. Yeah. Built Bar is built different. It has been a very long season. Steals. 
We can always get good steals off the waiver wire. This is a core tenant of streaming in fantasy. Threes and steals, they're always there. Always there. Matisse Thibault. Even if he plays 23 minutes, he can still get you three steals. If he plays 35, he can get you three steals. We know what he is. Delon Wright, unbelievable steals guy. These are two of the best steals players in the entire NBA, Delon and Thibault. And they're available in tons of fantasy leagues. You can get steals off the wire everywhere. Not only st- We talk so much about steals being the most variable category year on year, the most variable category day on day, week on week, but they're also the second most abundant category on the waiver wire meaning prioritizing guys whose ranking gets artificially boosted by steals numbers in fantasy drafts, I think is a poor strategy. Killian Hayes, good steals guy. Xavier Tillman, one of the best. He's, he's basically modern day. Well, not really modern day because Andre Drummond's still playing, but he is the new Andre Drummond. The starting center who can actually get you steals more than blocks. And that's what Tillman's doing. Contavious Caldwell Pope, I think, plays after sitting last game for illness. He's a good steals guy if he plays. This guy, one of the best steals guys around. Like He's almost in a Matisse Thibel, Dylan Wright situation. Big Shaq. Big Shaq Harrison in Portland. They did st- start Skylar Mays last game, but Shaq played, what, 24 minutes? It's enough for him to have four steals. He's an excellent steals player. And then there's Tari Eason and Karis LeVert. Tari Eason's shooting. What's he? One of 17 over the last two games? Horrific. But he can get you three or four steals, and LeVert's a decent enough steals guy, especially recently. For blocks, we're looking at Isaiah Jackson. Looking at Jalen Smith as well. Drew Eubanks, great streamer for blocks. He's a good two-block guy. Mark Williams, Bismack Biombo can get two blocks in his backup role. He seems to have eliminated Jock Landale completely. Um, Dan Gafford, there's sticks there as well. Muxy Kleber. And Marvin Bagley, he's actually getting at least one block, but his minutes is what boosts him into that, that, that zone. Um, field goal percentage players. Gafford, Mark Williams, Jalen Duran, Xavier T. Illman, Drew Eubanks. KJ Martin's a really good field goal percentage guy. Bagley and then John Kaminga, who's routinely going at 70% from the field. So some really good options there. And then free throws. We've got some reliable ones. Malik Monk, Dennis Schroeder, one of the best at it. Seth Curry, low volume for Seth, but he's there. Grayson Allen, Adrian Griffin. He may or may not play, but I don't think DeAndre Hunter is... In fact, I think DeAndre Hunter has already been ruled out. Yeah, he has. He's got a bone bruise. I think Hunter's season might be done, at least regular season. So AJ is going to get some minutes. Dylan Wright's a good free throw guy. Aaron Neesmith is a shock and field goal guy, but he's a good free throw player. And the Duck Luke Canard is one of the best shooters in the entire NBA. So if he does ever get to the line, you'll probably get a two or two or three or three from him. Um, injury replacement options. If Dennis Smith doesn't play, we go to Maladon and Booknight. If PJE Washington's out, it's the God of Hammers, JT Thor, who I'm assuming will start. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Or it could be Kai Jones. Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns are both questionable. So Torian, well, obviously Kyle Anderson there, but uh, Torian Prince with no Nas Reed to step it up either. Torian Prince is going to have to get more playing time there, and it does help a little bit with Jaden McDaniels. If Markkinen is out, we go to Osha Abaji, we go to Simone Fontecchio, and then you go down the list to like a Luca Shah manager or Johnny Jujang. But yeah, we look at Abaji and Fontecchio more. The Spurs guys, we look at other Spurs guys, but as I said, we already know Keldon's out, Basal is out, Sohan is out. So, but Collins returns, but I think Mamu can still be useful, Mamu Kalishvili. I think, or Bates Diop is now questionable as well. Jesus, if he's out, Mama Kalishvili is going to be worth an option. Champagne can be a streamer for deeper leagues. Barlow's a deeper league guy. Uh, Branham's worth a look in 12-team leagues as well. 
If Jared Allen is out, Levert is the, the huge beneficiary there, as is the Koala, Eucalyptus Ev, Evan Mobley. Um, but he's already rostered. Lamar Stevens also gets a little bit of a look in there. If Miles Turner is out, which we assume, then it's Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith, both useful enough. And if Nikola Jokic is questionable for Denver, he is questionable for Denver. If he is out, last game we saw Zeke Naji played 23 minutes, but Zeke is also questionable. Tom Bryant played zero minutes because... He is not good. They started DeAndre Jordan, which is how desperate things got. So you might look at Najee. You might look at Jeff Green, who actually didn't play last game, but he should return for Sunday. Um, or you maybe look at DeAndre Jordan. It could be back to Tom Bryant, but yeah, as we're well aware, he is hardly reliable. Let's look at the next five days because there's a zero-game day on Monday in terms of low volumes. And there is no player who plays two low-volume games over the next five days. The only low-volume days in the next five days a Wednesday and Thursday, and no one plays that combo. So we look at who could, who actually has value here on the Wednesday, Thursday. Shaden Sharp, Dan Gafford, Tillman, Eubanks, Avdia, Dillon Wright. They all play either Wednesday or Thursday, and there's value in them. Look, guys like Sharp, Gafford, Tillman, Eubanks, Avdia, Wright, you probably start them on the high-volume days anyway. But they do have the benefit of playing Wednesday or Thursday. In terms of the next five days in total, you got a bunch of guys and a bunch of teams playing three games. Xavier T. Illman, Marvin Bagley's got three, Shaden Sharp's got three, Dan Gafford's got three, Dylan Wright's got three, Drew Eubanks has got three, Killian Hayes has got three. And I think those seven names will all be startable even on the high volume days. The one that I wouldn't be certain about is Malik Monk, who's got three games over the next five nights. I'm not sure that he's a startable player on the high volume Sunday um, and Tuesday, but those other guys are. If we look at the upcoming chunks, there's a bunch of teams that play do play three games in four nights. That is the Lakers, the Nets, the Bulls, the Raptors, the Kings, Grizzlies, Pistons, Wizards, Hawks, Bucks. And as you're aware, there's no game Monday. So that means all of those teams go on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There are no teams that play four games in five nights, but there is a lot of teams that go four in six. Suns, Nets, Lakers, Pistons. Kings, Bulls, Grizzlies, Wizards, Raptors, Bucks, Sixers, Magic, Hawks. And if you are listening to this on audio, go check the schedule grid at Basketball Monster or come to the YouTube video and you'll see the names up on the screen because there's tons of them. No one plays five in seven nights. But in terms of from Sunday through to next Sunday, the end of the NBA regular season, about half of the teams play five games. The Blazers, Nuggets, Suns, Lakers, Wizards, Pistons, Grizzlies, Nets, Bulls, Jazz, Kings, Spurs, Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Magic, and Atlanta Hawks. All of those teams play five games from Sunday through to Sunday, and that will do it for me today for the last streaming show of this week. We'll still be doing streaming shows next week. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave those sexy comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.